0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. The spring housing market just lost more than 200,000 new listings. How do you lose listings? Where did they go? That's what we're going to talk about today. Before we do... If you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I read the news sometimes about real estate, sometimes kind of related to real estate, but more importantly, it's stuff that you want to hear. You probably need to hear. All right. This is your cocktail party kind of podcast about the housing market. What's the housing market doing this spring? Well, apparently it just lost. They just left. Somehow somebody lost 200,000 new listings across the United States, what's going on? All right, let's dive in. So I like these kind of titles, because they're, they're clickbaity titles, aren't they? Because it makes you think listings were here. Now they're gone. What happened to them? Where'd they go? I fell for it. I read it. All right, we're going to get into it. Let's go. So The spring market, and this is a CNBC article, and that's why it's uh, so well done that I'm reading to you now, right? The housing market is shaping up to be the leanest and most competitive ever. I've been talking about this for like three years. That Each year, as time goes by, we have less and less inventory that's been happening here in Seattle. Now it's happening across the United States for a bunch of reasons. You guys have been following the podcast you're pretty aware of now, Uh, you got low inventory, uh, because sellers want to get more during the Rona, they didn't want to put their houses on the market. And buyers are buying homes in droves because interest rates are really low, even though they've bumped up to, you know, over 3%, which is historically still an amazing mortgage rate. For all of us who were there in the 80s, when interest rates were 18, 19%. mm, Those were tough times. My dad was a builder during a lot of that time. They did, um, you know, you did what you had to do to stay in business and you did a lot of seller financing and you got creative and you made it work. And now people are whining, oh, my interest rate went from two and three quarters up to three and a third. But I mean, it it does impact people's ability to buy. So when rates rates bump up like they just recently have, it's going to rock the housing market a little bit. But there's so many buyers out there that I don't I don't think it's going to slow the market down that much at all. I think the market kind of just goes. <laughs> you might instead of having 10 offers, you might get five offers, because maybe five of those buyers, they can no longer compete because rates bumped up, whatever it is, a sharp drop in new listings partly due to severe weather. And that's a huge one here, severe weather, People shut down real estate during severe weather because you're just trying to hold your houses together. Nobody wants to have an open house when there's three feet of snow out front, right? Hey, come try, you know, trape some snow throughout my house. Let's do this. Um, So due to severe weather combined with an already record low supply. So heading into the Rona last uh, January, February, we had an economy on fire and housing market that was just going. And guess what? Inventory just fell off a cliff because buyers were still out there. And then when it came back around, um, the market just kind of stopped last April. Actually, it stopped second week of March. Everybody kind of just flipped out and went, ooh, let's put this on hold. Let's put everything on hold. Literally, we put everything on hold to kind of figure out what was going on. So second week and uh, uh, third and fourth week of March, all of April, it was just like, what is going on? What are we doing? We're shutting the economy down, we're opening it back up, who knows what's going on. So and then by May, April was rough. And then by May, we kind of started to emerge in that first reopening. And it was uh, because we had Trump talking about a beautiful spring Easter. Um, That didn't happen. But we did start to kind of emerge back out. And the housing market has been off to the races ever since then, during a global pandemic. I mean, it's it's just been incredible, right? It's been a wild run. It's like, are we really in a pandemic? Because the numbers that brokers and mortgage guys and everybody in the system are throwing up, they're enormous. So there were nearly half as many homes for sale at the end of February compared with a year earlier. According to a new calculation by Realtor.com, low supply was exacerbated by a drop in the number of new listings to come on the market. Last month's record coal and snowstorms likely caused sellers to hit pause, even if only temporarily, said Daniel Hale, chief economist at Realtor.com. However, in today's inventory-starved market, any setback is significant. And that is huge. That's, that is That's what's going on a pullback by sellers resulted in roughly 207,000 fewer homes newly listed for sale in the first two months of 2021, compared with the average for the same period over the last four years. So there's your 200,000 listings that we lost. They're gone. Where did they go? Well, They just, they weren't there in 2021 relative to the average of the past, that same period over the past four years. So we're going into our spring market, already decimated low inventory, and now it's even lower, right? To catch up, this is a good statement here, to catch up, new listings would have to grow by 25% annually in March and April, which is unlikely, that is one of those statements. It's like, mm, yes, that is true. It's unlikely. It is, I would say it is highly unlikely, bordering on damn near impossible. Never say never, but 25% increase in listings annually, that's not happening. It's it's not happening. And when a lot of people say, oh, there's going to be foreclosures left and right. In order to have foreclosures, you have to be in a position where you can't sell your home, and get some money out. Right now, equity has risen so hard, appreciation has pushed that equity up so hard that people can put their homes in the market, sell it, get some money and get out. They're not in a position where they need to be foreclosed on. That's what a lot of people don't understand. And unless you have a lot of inventory on the market, you're not going to have a drop in the market. Doesn't happen because those listings won't chase each other down. Price drops to get sold. That's what the huge difference between our market right now and the market we had in the Great Recession in 2005, 6, 7, and then tanked summer of Oh seven, right? That's when numbers really started to drop. And because you had so much inventory in the market back then, the guys that were high are like, Oh, there's somebody less than me with the same house, I'm going to drop my price below them. And then that person who had that, the the lower price one, they drop theirs and on and on and on, it keeps going down. But right now, there's not there's not those homes on the market that are being dropped. Homes are going on the market, boom, selling going on the market, boom, selling, So you've got dynamics that are wildly different. And I have a lot of people in the comments say, oh, there's going to be foreclosures. And it's like, okay, why don't you just understand the market just a little bit? You know, put a little bit of effort in here, work with me, and maybe just understand the couple of concepts I just said. And if you can understand those, you're like wow, there is not enough inventory on the market for any of this stuff to happen anytime soon. Because even if we have rates go up to 4%, you've still got a lot of buyers out there who are cash buyers. Are some of them outside of the country? Yeah, absolutely. It's an international market now, just about any market, right? So you've got investors coming outside. And then you've got people that are like, hey, I'm getting relocated. I need a job. I'm going to, you know." I'm going to buy that house, even though it's going to cost me more now than it would have last month when rates were a little bit lower. You've still got a lot of that going on. Because even when rates go up, real estate still happens. It doesn't stop. And um, that's where we're at. So while the biggest drops in new supply were in Oklahoma City and Kansas City, Oklahoma City, that's where my parents live. Not really sure why still, but they live there. Um, they had a huge storm come through and just gruesome. It just sounded horrible. It's like, who would want to live there? Pass. No, thanks. So Oklahoma City and Kansas City, Missouri declines were widespread across the country. The only major cities seeing gains in inventory, here, get this, were San Jose and San Francisco. Hmm. How come? Because they were wildly overpriced and nobody really wants to live there, right? People in the tech market in San Jose say, well, where else are you going to go? Ah, you can find a spot or two. The increasingly tight supply of homes for sale continues to fuel the fire under home prices. In January, prices were up just over 10% year over year, according to CoreLogic. Rising mortgage rates are now hurting affordability, but so far have not thrown any cold water on home prices. And I, I think that will continue. You might see a little bit of a leveling off. You might see fewer multiple offer situations temporarily, and then the market will kind of adjust to the rates. Oh man, we're over three percent now. Oh, you know that that kind of thing always goes on. Hey Sean, did you see the rates went up? Yeah, I did. You know what rates do? They go up. They go down. They flatline. They go up. They go down. They flatline. You kind of get the pattern here, right? So that's what rates do. So when you see that, don't panic, know what's going to happen. And you'll be like, all right, we're going to this is what we're going to see here's going to be the end result of interest rate bump in residential market. Don't freak out. Let everybody else over there freak out and you just keep doing your own thing. Whatever your game plan was stick to it. Because we all knew rates were going to bump around. I mean, they're not going to stay super low forever, right? And I think this one's a temporary one. Because we had some news come out and people are like, oh, inflation, oh. And so people dumped a bunch of money into the bond market and rates went up, right? And here we go. So the increasing supply, uh, tight supply of homes for sale continues to fuel the fire under home prices in January. Prices were up just over 10% year over year. That's huge. It's according to CoreLogic. Rising mortgage rates are now hurting for affordability, but have not thrown cold water in the home prices. The tight supply has only made sellers more bullish on their potential gains. And that's what we're seeing a lot of is that people are like, well, why should I list my home now? The market's going up. And it's a, it's a hard one to combat. But it's like, all right, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, if you're happy with what you're getting, you have an exit strategy, and you know where you're going to go, and you're getting your money, that's a solid deal. If you wait longer, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe the market does finally slow down with a big enough bump in rates. So you got to weigh out whether you want to put it on the market now or be greedy and hope that it works out down the road. If you've got a situation where it makes sense for you to sell, then go ahead and sell. Don't look back. Oh, I could have got 10 grand more. Yep. That's the, that's the famous thing people say right before the market tanks. And then they're like, oh. I didn't sell cuz I was holding out for 10 grand more. Man, my timing is horrible. Yep. But, you know, that's those are the choices you got to make. Asking prices of newly listed homes hit an all-time high of $347,475 in February according to Redfin. That's across the United States. These are all across the United States numbers, right? Sellers have plenty of reason to feel confident. Redfin also found that just over half, 55% of homes that went under contract in February did so within their first two weeks on the market. So 14 days, 14 day absorption period, right? Just up and done, boom. That share was 44% a year ago. So we're up 10% on how quickly a home is sold. Super quick. Most of the homes here in Seattle sell within about seven days. Is that and and um, why seven days, Sean? Well, because so many homes are in multiple offer situations that what we do as the listing agent, if we are listing the home for sale, you put the home in the market, say on a Thursday, and then you pick a date, maybe a week out, something like that, where you say, "All right, I'm going to review all offers on this date. I reserve the right to take an offer if you have a." Uh, barn burner offer come in, we're going to reserve the right to take that offer. But for the most part, we're going to review all offers on this date down the road, maybe it's five days down the road, all the offers come in, maybe they monkey around with um, reviewing them trying to figure out what the seller the best offer to take because it's you'd think it'd be super easy. But sometimes you get offers that are super close. And then you go back to the buyer's agents that are bringing these deals together and say, Hey, we're super close. Can you give us one more highest and best offer? We'll go back to the seller and say, all right, here's your final. And that may take a couple of days. And so now you're out about a week and then you go to mutual acceptance. Deal goes to pending or pending inspection, whatever it is. So that's why it's about a week. It's somewhere in there. You got an offer review period when you're going to get all those offers in and then you review it and then you spend a day or maybe a couple trying to figure out how to get to mutual acceptance, how to make the deal work, best deal for your seller, and uh, the buyers are negotiating. So that's, a, that's where about a week comes in. If you go over a week, you're like, ooh, what happened? My marketing must have sucked. Maybe I picked a high too high of a price, and uh, that's why the house is sitting. Or maybe the house just sucks. I mean, you know, hate to be brutal, but um, that can often happen. It's like, why isn't that listing selling? Well, because the house sucks. It's on this busy street. Nobody wants that, even during the Rona, right? While the effects of the winter storm should be temporary, higher mortgage rates will cut further into affordability, and could mean fewer bidding wars as the spring market progresses. Okay, yep, I think that is what you are seeing right now. Um, But expect that to get reversed. What are we now we're March fifth. How about we say mid April, check back in with me, see where rates are, but your rates are under three. Bet you they are. Check back in with me. That means you got to come back here and look at me, recite ridiculous facts and talk about stuff that I may or may not know what I'm talking about, right? But um, I'll be here. Maybe you will too. But I think, you know, this 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 kind of stuff, it, it it's that ebb and flow, right? Rates go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. Um, and we're in one of those troughs right now where we've just had a correction. It, it just kind of went back up. And um, so how much will it impact the housing market? Not much, not much. There's not enough inventory in the market for that to be impacted. And people hoping for foreclosures and short sales. Good luck with that. Not a happening. Even here in Seattle, where you've got all these other ridiculous things going on. There's nothing being short sold. There's nothing being foreclosed on. Because even in the crappiest of the crappy markets, there's still enough appreciation or there historically has been where people can get out and make some money. So they're not not in a position where they're upside down, where they need to take a foreclosure or a short sale like everybody did back in uh, the Great Recession of, oh, call it six through what, 2014. 15, somewhere in there. Took a long time to get out of that one. We are nowhere anywhere close to that right now, nor will we be for a while because there's just no inventory. All right, going to leave you with that. But um, yeah, the housing market just lost more than 200,000 new listings. Well, you kind of see where that headline went. It makes sense, but it's clickbaity. But I read it and you guys watch the podcast. All right, that's it for me. I'll catch up with you guys in the next one. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll see you soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.